Hello. Oh, hello. I'm Sammy. And I'm Steve. And you're listening to Rose Plate Special, the most dramatic, Nick Violist, cheesy, poemist, fantasy sweetingest bachelor recap podcast ever. And we're recording this in the middle of a legit huge storm. Yeah, <laughs> so that's if you hear cool. booms in the background, <laughs> it's thunder. <laughs> that would it's be dramatic. Wild. It's dramatic. I feel as like dramatic- I'm not going to be able to protest today. That's what it's looking like. <laughs> Yeah, well, I already saw, like, one of the ones that was scheduled for today got canceled, like, this morning. Um, So I have a feeling that other ones are probably going to get canceled and postponed um, on account of this really wild weather that we're having. Um, But it's just as dramatic as Caitlin's season outside, um, according to Chris Harrison. And... uh, uh, but first, I wanted to talk about, because we were connecting yesterday, trying to figure out when we were recording this, and you were like, if you need a bright spot, um, Becca and Garrett broke up, but I'm like looking, I'm looking for information and I'm not seeing, um, I'm not seeing like a full confirmation. So I want to know where you found it so that I can also go there and look at it. So I found it through like a, uh, like a news crawler thing i I can't remember the exact site it's it's one of those things like cosmo or refinery 29 or you know where i get all of my really important information from and basically for anyone who follows the bachelor nation broadly and i'm sure you do if you're listening to this podcast um definitely becca and garrett's entire relationship has been largely out of the public eye except for Whenever Garrett says or does something racist and then Becca has to kind of step back into the the spotlight and then go on the Garrett apology tour because he is a baby and he can't do these things himself. And he also won't shut the fuck up. Uh, So his latest thing was he was just posting posting is the problem that's that's the problem of any bachelor or bachelorette contestant. Really, it's it's just stop fucking posting. But he was shut up. Yeah, he was going in hard on the on the blue lives matter and support the police nonsense. And um, we've known this from the beginning. But Becca, while I wouldn't call her, you know, like a cool ass like socialist or like an anarcho communist or something rad, she's a fairly liberal person for bachelor standards. And she had already had apologized for his bullshit before. And this time she was on another former contestants podcast because that's the other thing is after you go on the bachelor bachelorette you have to continue to post really hard on social media but also start a podcast and she was on the podcast and she basically said we're not together anymore like she just can't deal with this bullshit so that's where they're at <laughs> interesting okay that's good to know cuz i saw so it's interesting cuz like refinery 29 also canceled Um, but, (laughs) but on refinery 29, uh, on the 17th, I saw that she, she was on like an episode of bachelor happy hour. Um, and she had said she doesn't know where they currently stand, which sounds like I'm leaving. 
Um, and yeah. she was, she worked on making things right with Rachel cause it was her and Rachel on the podcast together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, God, Rachel seriously does all the heavy lifting and gets like nothing but shit for it. And it's, it's so not fair. Um, yeah, but she was saying, disgusting. Rachel, I owe you an apology. I would like to first start there. I fell short last week because this conversation deserved my complete undivided attention. It deserved much more care and thoughtfulness on my end. You delivered all of that and more. And I did not. Um, cause Becca's smart. I mean, you know, she, yeah. she gets it. She's, she's an understanding person. She seems to have a pretty open mind, but the problem is that open mind goes in both directions. Um, mm-hmm. where she should just close it. She just close it to Garrett. It's like, he's just, he's not going to learn. It's obvious. Well, we, we all knew it was going to happen, you know, while her yeah. season was happening, you know? Oh, it was, like, it was clear yeah. as day. And, and yeah. like I was saying before, I mean, she said, and I quote, I, I don't know where our relationship stands, which isn't a good thing to say about your fiance. So I'd say it's in poor standing <laughs> at the very least. But like if you're in a relationship and you find yourself doing PR work for your partner constantly, perhaps you should reassess that relationship and whether or not you and your partner are truly right for each other, because that's not the kind of thing you should be doing. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I totally, that's one of the things that I noticed like in my new, I stay new. I mean, we're like two years in, but like, you know, my newer relationship versus my last long-term relationship where I felt like in that, I always felt like I had to explain away or apologize or rationalize like why he said this really dumb fucking thing or or tell him like you shouldn't post that. <laughs> you really shouldn't. Like yeah. I saw it first. I got it off the internet before a bunch of other people saw it, you know. And now without that censorship, I hear he says all kinds of dumb shit. So good for him. Yeah, um, can confirm. But it's yeah. <laughs> but it's really interesting to be with someone where I'm like I'm not like when we're together, I'm not like oh my god, what is he going to say? Like mm-hmm. what's going to come out of his mouth? Like I know whatever is going to come out of his mouth is just him and I'm okay with any part of him. So I don't, I'm not like sitting there like worried, you know, like, oh, is there going to be a PR nightmare from something he (laughs) says? Like he's a thoughtful human being. (laughs) Right. Like he's a thoughtful guy. He's a very sweet guy. You know, he's, he's like very understanding. He wouldn't say anything Mm -hmm. really controversial. So it's like, oh, that's, it's like, it's like Becca, there is, you can find a person that when they talk, you're just interested in what they have to say and you just can listen and enjoy your time listening to someone yeah. <laughs> instead of going, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, what's he going to say next? Um, yeah. So Garrett's most recent um, Instagram post <laughs> oh boy, from two days ago says, uh, okay, so basically he's referencing Mother Teresa. I want to, I just want to start by saying in this post, he's referencing mother Teresa and I'm just going to read it in full. This was Lovely. two days ago. Doesn't seem like he's going to take it off. Uh, cause he's dumb. Uh, he said, I just got off the phone with mother T. She wanted me to share this one with you all today. People are often unreasonable, irrational, and self-centered in all caps. Forgive them anyway. If you are kind, people may accuse you of selfish ulterior motives. Be kind anyway. If you are successful, you will win some unfaithful friends 
and some genuine enemies. Succeed anyway. If you are honest and sincere, people may deceive you. Be honest and sincere anyway. What you spend years creating, others could destroy overnight. Create anyway. If you find serenity and happiness, some may be jealous. Be happy anyway. Shut <laughs> the, the good fuck you up, do, I know. It's like the good you do today will often be forgotten. Do good anyway. Give the best you have and it will never be enough. Give your best anyway. In the final analysis, it is between you and God. It was never between you oh, and boy. them anyway. Mother Teresa. Yeah. I mean... How much how much money do you want to bet right now that Mother Teresa did not say that? Because I would bet everything. Everything. She and- might she might have said that. because uh, I feel like I have heard some of that. Uh the forgive them anyway stuff. I've heard that. I've heard that attributed to her. I'm looking to see if there's it's apparently it's a poem that she wrote. Oh, I mean, boy. it's everywhere. Yeah. Um, but, but the, but the point is, so like, I've had this conversation with a friend of mine. Um, I mean, I see it on Goodreads and Goodreads is usually pretty accurate. Um, I'm seeing it like everywhere. So I do believe that she did say this. Um, oh, wait, wait, here we go. The verses below reportedly were written on the wall of Mother Teresa's home for children in Calcutta, India, and are widely attributed to her. Some sources say the words below were written on the wall of her own room. In any case, their association with Mother Teresa and missionaries of charity has made them popular worldwide, expressing as they do the spirit in which they live their lives. Um, They seem to be based on a composition originally by Kent Keith, but much of the second half has been rewritten in a more spiritual way. Both versions are shown below. So they have like a couple different versions so at best, this is like Mother Teresa's cover song or something. Like she, did. yeah, like by this guy Kent M. Keith in 1968. He wrote he wrote like a booklet for student leaders, and this came from a website called PrayerFoundation.org that was copyrighted in 2001. And yes, it looks like a website from 2001. Thanks for asking. Um, so that's what I was able to glean just from a quick Google. But my my point is, I'm you know, it's like this is widely attributed to her. This isn't just Garrett who's saying this. Um, but the but like a, a thing like that like I've had this conversation with a friend like the two of us have talked about like what it means to become successful or like live live in whatever you're meant to do like once you start being unapologetic about who you are and like living fully into what it is you're passionate about and like you start mm-hmm. growing into that thing like we're both strong believers of if you're if you follow where you're meant to go then you're going to grow into that and flourish. And inevitably you will lose people in your life. You will lose people you thought supported you. And it could be for a lot of reasons. Like they just don't feel like they fit in your life anymore, or they're jealous of your success. They're, you know, maybe they were never really a genuine friend in the first place. Um, But you shouldn't let that stop you from just living into the thing that makes you come alive the most, because then you're going to attract the people who think that's really awesome. And then they're mm-hmm. just going to want to be around, you know, you're going to be around each other all the time because of that. And, and so that's like a quote like that reads like that to me, you know, where it's like, okay, well, once you start finding something that really matters to you and you start becoming successful in that, inevitably your life is going to change. Um, but you shouldn't let it stop you because you're growing into who you're supposed to be. 
Uh, but he's taking it as a, well, if I post a Blue Lives Matter <laughs> post and people hate me, then they're going against Mother Teresa. And that yeah, is just the them. weirdest. It's the weirdest bastardization of that idea that I could even th- think of. Like, I just can't even. I can't yeah. even. Garrett, um, I know you're listening. So if it, I want you to listen very closely to what I'm about to say. Be true to yourself, Garrett. But if who you are is a piece of shit or just an ignorant, passive racist, consider the criticism from other people that you're hearing. Listen, and then perhaps reassess your stances on things <laughs> and maybe apologize once in a while. I don't know. Is that crazy? No, that I mean, yeah, that's exactly my point. Like, you can't just use someone's words where they're talking about, like, you know, you're finally embracing your creativity or you're giving back to orphans or yeah. <laughs> you know Garrett's you're embracing tra- his creativity by memeing Mother Teresa. Yeah, it's like it's like I don't think that's what she meant. I think she meant you're following your passion and and you're doing the things that make you come alive. Now if the things that make you come alive are all racist you should reevaluate your entire life and keep Mother Teresa's name out of your mouth, sir. Yeah. Please. Um, I couldn't believe it. And like, oh my God. And all of the comments on here just really like uh, make me want to puke. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, oh, I just, you're crushing it, bro. Uh, thank you for being brave enough to share your unpopular view. Too many posers. Oh, boy. Um, yeah. Oh, this one's good. Okay, I'm gonna read this one to you, and then we can then we can move on to what we actually came here to do. Um, can you stop with all the quotes that don't apply to you? You lack self awareness. Your posts are inappropriate and tone dead during a critical civil rights movement. None of this should be surprising, considering all of your posts and the posts you used to like before going on the Bachelorette. It's crystal clear where you stand. Poor Becca, who has to decide whether to stick by someone who has huge moral differences on important issues or throw in the towel. Your actions will directly impact her career and the way people view her. And that's very unfortunate because she seems sweet and wants to do good. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then someone goes, Karen alert. It's like, uh, what? <laughs> no, he's the Karen. Don't you oh, see? Boy. He's the Karen. Um, yeah, he is the Karen. Yeah. And then everyone's yeah, not gender defi- like, defined. We can all be Karens. <laughs> yeah. Garrett is for real Karen. The thing that's really wild, which I didn't notice before, is that so Garrett had posted a black box, which whatever, we won't get into that whole that whole nightmare of a day of we should do it. No, we shouldn't. Use this hashtag. Don't use this hashtag. Actually, don't do it at all. Like, all right. Um but he posted it. It's still up on his timeline. And then the second post he made had a blue line on it. What an idiot. Ugh. Both Ugh. sides. Ugh. Oh Shut the fuck God. up, Garrett. Like, yeah. Um, I mean, God, she really needs to drop him like, like a bad habit. This guy sucks. Like, I don't know why. Becca could do a lot better. Like, a lot better. So. Yeah. I mean, basically anyone would be better. So, yeah, take your pick, Becca. Yeah, just about anybody. And I feel like a lot of people would want to be with her because she is a sweet lady. So she's mm-hmm. just really, really bad at picking men. Um, I got a lot of friends in Minneapolis, Becca. Give me a call. We'll she was just like, 
she was just like, Joe, I don't think so. And it's like, this man is delightful. And he's just, he's just filmed at 50 different restaurants throughout all of this. He took his, he took his food ratings and now he's like, yeah, I started a YouTube show where I go to all these different restaurants and he just, he just got to restaurant number 49. He's about to hit 50 and he's like very proud of himself. And I mean, maybe his hygiene practices were a little questionable and we've had to, we've had to talk him through the things that he needs to do. Um, but you know, outside of that, he's a good guy. And she was just like, no, I'm not going to take grocery store, Joe, the literal perfect dude. I'm just going to pick this <laughs> racist asshole. Like why? Yeah, why, why, not? why not? Why um, not? Yeah. What I order by Joe <laughs> curing menu anxiety. He's got a whole Instagram about the things that he orders at different restaurants in case you can't decide what to order at a restaurant. Very wholesome. Very wholesome. Oh, God, I just love him. Anyway, whatever. So, but we're not here to talk about how much Garrett sucks or how much Joe rules. Uh, we're here to talk about Caitlin Bristow's season. Um, oh, what a season. <laughs> boy. So I, I think we've talked about it before. Caitlin was one of my favorite bachelorettes ever mm -hmm. i mean she's so sweet um she's canadian really what what is there not to like about caitlin but boy she got it's crazy to think because i feel like now she wouldn't get any shit for any of the stuff she did mm -hmm. but she got so much shit in five years ago 2015 like i mean we everybody who's watched the show for as long as we have knows and especially in the past week there's been a lot of conversation over this but we've been talking about it for years that this show is just so behind the times and it is so slow to change and it is oh yeah incredibly frustrating and that they would only change something because a bunch of people get mad about it is stupid um but not surprising to the people who've been watching it forever and yeah. it's a great formula they have because like any progressive and i i hesitate to even use that word changes that they make they're they're so just reactionary and behind the times so what they do is they do the absolute bare minimum and then they just stand there and they're like yes now shower us in praise and good press right. like fuck it's you like, no like i love that rachel was like we need a black bachelor and they're like here's one and she's like well that was too fast you did it the wrong way <laughs> and she's totally <laughs> right she's 100% right you yeah. know and she and it's like also i just spent like some time on mike's instagram and i'm just like wow i mean i was always i i i feel like I always shied away from Mike because he just seemed like too perfect. And I was like, there's gotta be something wrong with him because who it is smiles that too good. Yeah. Like who is that flawless? Like there's gotta be something going on, but no, I don't, I don't think so. I think he is that perfect. And he just, he just is like a total catch. And, um, he's, he's been spending a lot of time with Dustin. Um, and incidentally, I like Dustin a lot more now than I ever did as well. Like I think mm -hmm. he's, much more interesting. I think he was like too shy for the show. And it's like kind of like Wills where it was like he wasn't like all the way out in his personality, you know, yeah. and on it his Instagram, a, a special he's like, kind of person to, to succeed on The Bachelor. Yeah. yeah, he's like way more fun on his Instagram and he's like a food guy, too. And he's in Chicago. Um, but anyway, you know, it's like sh we were all talking about Mike and I feel like I mean, nothing against our our new bachelor, Matt, right? Um, mm. 
he seems really cool and he's like friends with Tyler and that's nice and whatever, but we don't know anything about him. Like yeah. in this case, we had perfectly good bachelor contestants that we already know and really like, I mean, you know, it's like Mike was a fan favorite. Kenny was a fan favorite. You know, I think Justin and Wills are really cool dudes. Um, Eric would have been an excellent choice. I love Eric, even though he was kind of weird on paradise. I still think Eric is the shit. Um, and then they barely showed him on winter games. Rude. Um, (laughs) I was like, Oh, Eric's here. Um, but anyway, that was all like near knee jerk reactions. But the, but the point is like the show, we know that it's so behind and like, we are critical of it and we don't, we don't ignore it. I feel like we take every opportunity to tear it a new a-hole and, Mm. um, this Caitlyn stuff, it's just, it's interesting to look back on it and be like, wow, because Caitlyn decided to, like, kiss a bunch of dudes and, like, have sex with someone before the fantasy suite. She got all this slut shaming and just all this terrible stuff. And it's like, yeah. and now it's kind of, like, not weird if that happens and people are more open talking about that stuff, even in seasons with virgins, people are more open with talking about that stuff. And she got, she got just so much unnecessary shit um, during this season. And it was weird to look, I I feel like they kind of downplayed it in the recap, but I remember it as it was happening. Um, Cause they had some episode where she came on. I think it was maybe during the men tell all and she talked about, or it was after the final rose where she talked about all of the terrible messages she was getting mm-hmm. uh, from people just being like, you're a slut. And it's like, are you kidding? Like, <laughs> do you know what the show is? Like, it's God. so dumb. But anyway, so this was kind of an unusual start to the season anyway, because we had uh Brit, uh, Britt Nielsen or Nilsen or whatever, and Caitlin as two bachelorette potential contestants who had to compete to see who would go on and be the bachelorette. Mm-hmm. And that's the only time that's ever happened, right? I don't yeah, remember they've, that they've ever happening. Never happened. done it that like, again. Never done it thank again. Thank God. But, I mean, yeah. what a dumb thing to do. <laughs> it was kind of weird. And they do this stuff from time to time. Most reality shows do it where they just throw in a curveball to try and spice up the season. Um, but it was, it was weird because all it did was maybe energize like the first episode, but that's always one of the most fun episodes to watch anyways, because of the wacky entrances and just kind of getting your bearings of who the contestants are going to be. So it felt a little unnecessary, especially for a season that ended up being as dramatic as this one. Yeah, it was, I mean, well, and here, there was like, so Brit, I don't know how much you know about Brit, um, because she was, you know, she was on the Chris Soul season and stuff and with Caitlin and she, after like, I don't know, I feel like it was a couple of years. It wasn't right away. I don't think after the season aired, she talked about all of the things that she had been struggling with, mm-hmm. um, cause she had like an eating disorder and I think she had some other like like mental health issues and stuff. And she was just kind of saying that she like, I know that she felt like the show was making things worse. Um, Just being there was kind of like exacerbating a lot of the things that she was already struggling with Mm -hmm. and that it wasn't like good for her self-esteem or her health. Um, And then she was much more open about it afterwards. So it's interesting because it's like, I feel like 
it was probably best for her that she didn't make it as the bachelorette because maybe if she had, it would have really, you know, messed with her more. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. Um, But I know she was kind of going through it. But I remember thinking that she was going to win and there was no way Caitlin stood a chance because the people I like never end up getting picked. (laughs) Um, My favorites never make it far. And... So I was very worried that it was going to be Brit. And I just, yeah, I could tell there was something off with her. It makes sense that she was struggling with some stuff. Because mm-hmm. um, it was like, she was like too positive and too happy. And I was like, that can't be real. I'm just so critical. That can't be real. You got to be upset. But Caitlin just felt so real. You know, she just felt yeah. like a genuine human being who was just genuinely reacting to everything. And I was like, ah, there's no way. She's too real. They're not going to pick her and then when the majority picked her i was really surprised mm-hmm. um but then it's like you are kind of setting it up where potentially half of the people who are on your season aren't there for you mm-hmm. which is just going to kind of set you up for a failure out the gate i think just to have it not be like as good of a season as it could be um oh, for sure yeah I so I forgot a lot of like the the little side people who came in at the beginning, you know, to say hi. Like I forgot about that guy who was in a cupcake. <laughs> I forgot completely about the like extreme weird like bromance from the creepy misogyny man. Oh. We'll get there. We'll get there. Oh boy. Um, just real real quick beginning stuff like the the men coming out of the limo. I think they they spent a lot of time on like two men in particular and that was most of the episode, but like there was the the guy in the cupcake who was a dentist and he called himself Cupcake. I totally forgot about him. And the amateur sex coach who came in <laughs> in like a hot tub car, like I totally oh, yeah. forgot about that as well. And then I, and I think we had talked about that a little bit last week where I, I didn't realize until they showed the season again, how many men who have kind of stuck around for a long time came from this season. Like she had a lot of good dudes on her season. Mm -hmm. Um, cause she had Jared, she had Ben Higgins, you know, she had, um, well, we know she had Nick Vile, um, and then who else did she have? She had quite a few dudes who have just kind of been around a lot. Well, and that that guy um, who got the who got the mohawk, he was like nice. And oh, Ben Z, that like you know giant man, um, he was always hot, <laughs> and I think relatively uncontroversial, just a very hot man. Um, so she yeah, had, it's like, the best some- kind of contestant. You know, you you don't stick around too long, and you just you just remain just generally attractive and not a dickhead that's the best way to go on the bachelor yeah it's like a guy you would climb like good for you um so so i totally forgot about a lot of those guys um and i also forgot that uh jared was a restaurant manager (laughs) it's just interesting to me he totally looks like a restaurant manager he does Um, have that vibe when you yeah like the kind of guy who would come out with like you know like a ro- like rolled up sleeves fitted button down shirt and a tie mm-hmm. and and like and like kneel next to your table like that's Jared <laughs> for sure like absolutely and like you know like how are we all doing is there yeah, anything gonna I tell you about to the specials today <laughs> experience more pleasurable you know how's the light in here the music's good okay cool I just want to make sure my my people are comfortable um like that's definitely Jared uh <laughs> 
And I also forgot that Amy Schumer was on this season, which is interesting now because like we all hate her now, right? Like we should mm. all hate her. Um, but anyway. Okay. Uh, and oh yeah, and Tanner was on this season too. Oh yeah, that's of right. Jade and Tanner. They're gonna mm. break up at some point, right? Um, I would imagine. They've been on like relationship boot camp and all that stuff. Like, I don't know. What a weird fame ball couple. <laughs> uh and also I thought it was interesting. So I just want to talk briefly before we get to the bromance stuff. Um, is that uh sex ed scene? <laughs> oh yeah. Um, so like so like all the men on the group date had to do like had to teach like sex ed to the kids. And they were all child actors and they were asking all these questions to like basically make the dudes embarrassed and throw them off, which I think is very funny. And I love that Ben Higgins gets interviewed by Chris in all of this. And he's like, oh, yeah, a lot of people don't know, but I was a sex ed minor in college. (laughs) So I was actually really excited. (laughs) He's like, I did it so that I could teach my youth group. And I'm like, of course you did, Ben Higgins. Like, (laughs) you wholesome motherfucker like i love that ben higgins is like um he's like the cool youth pastor you know that's kind of like his vibe you know he's he's turning the chair around so it's backwards and sitting in it and saying all right kids it's time for some real talk yeah exactly like he's like well i wanted to bring it back to my youth group and it's like so he's not the he's not the youth group leader who's like abstinence is way he's like all right kids if you're gonna get funky let's do it in a way that's safe, you know? And he's like, everybody have a condom, you know, like, I'm like, that's cool. Um, I, I don't know. I think Ben Higgins probably wasn't given as much credit as he should have been given until after he was on, you know, the bachelor proper. And now I feel like he gets more credit for being, you know, like a cool dude and, and yeah, being without controversy and just being like sweet and stuff. But I just thought it was funny that they brought him on just for him to be like, yeah, uh, just so you know, I think sex is cool and I wanted to teach about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so then we start to get to know some of the guys that that uh, Caitlin connected with more. And then also Chris Harrison made a reference about like, oh, blue or white dress and left shark. Um, and. Uh, right before this, we get to hear Jared's cheesy poem, and she talks about how she had a connection with Jared. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we start talking about Clint. And I like the weird thing was, I forgot what he did. But when I saw him, my brain remembered that I don't like him. So, like, as soon as I saw his face, I was like, I hate this guy, but I don't remember why. But I remember I hate him. And then she's like, oh, look at, I mean, it is kind of interesting that he was that good of a, like, artist that he, like, drew that picture of Chris Harrison on, like, a Triceratops. Yeah, it was, like, really good. I was kind of surprised. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, wow, that's really good. And I was like, wow, he's really talented. Why do I hate him? Because this is cool. And, like, I would want, I want that in my home. And so why do I hate him? And then you get to the point where he's basically like, well, you know, like if she wants to talk to me, she can just come talk to me. She has that opportunity to do so. And I was like, Oh, you're misogynist. Got it. Um, and then, I mean, I would call it a bromance, but it may also be a full on romance between him and JJ. Cause they were very close. Like, I feel like 
like, I know that there was a lot of talk. And I mean, like, I, I think a lot of that gets into like homophobic territory and I'm not interested mm-hmm. in that, but I do, but it does seem like they were very invested in one another. Um, yeah. Whatever their relationship was, they were uninterested in getting to know any of the other guys in the house. And I think that bothered some of the men because they just like you see this on in like Bachelor Nation in general. The guys travel in packs even more than the women on the show. Like when it's a bachelorette season, the men who are friends on that show stay friends for a long time. And there's usually at least a group of like four to six of them who do a lot of stuff together. And so that's kind of the expectation for the men on the show. Like we are going to travel in a pack and we are going to look out for each other. And like, that is what this looks like. And I, and they were just like uninterested in being around any of the other men. (laughs) Oh, I love that they included a, reality shows have their own brand of like trauma bonding essentially where you throw yeah, these people yes. into these deeply uncomfortable manipulative situations and you know especially on something like the bachelor you just have to kind of like cling to these relationships and you don't have your phone and you don't have tv and you don't have books you don't have anything you just have each other so you really have to connect with these people so yeah it, it does especially with the men for like you said whatever reason it, it creates these strangely strong bonds yeah they're all like very i mean it was interesting because i was like i don't really look at a lot of outside of when i'm looking for like who's together and who's not together i don't spend a lot of time looking at bachelor contestants instagrams Mm -hmm. but i was like i just kind of went down a mike rabbit hole um and it was like oh wow like mike's posting with all of these different people you know and like Mm -hmm. and then when you go to their instagram they're posting with the same group and different variations where it's like, this is the tight knit group that you can see has lasted after the show and will continue to last. And it's going to be like that for a really long time, you know? Um, And it was, it was just really funny that they, they included the clip where it's like Clint and JJ in the hot tub and they're talking about how much they like turtles. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was really funny, but, but like it was, I don't know. Everything about them was just like, okay, so he wants to stay in the house because he just wants to hang out with his friend. So that's manipulative and that sucks. And then and then he didn't land a joke. So then he decided to repeat the joke, which was villains got a vill. Like JJ didn't laugh at it the first time. Why are you saying it again? The camera caught it. You don't have to say it again. Um, and yeah, it was just, I don't know. I, it, it was to Caitlin's credit, which I really like Caitlin and it makes sense. Like she... She did a good job of this and, um, you know, Rachel did a good job of this. And there's a few other bachelorettes who have done a really good job of this where once they start to hear about something going down in the house, they don't really give that person the opportunity to be heard out. They just defer to, well, if multiple people are telling me the same thing, this person is trying to fool me and I'm not going to fall for it. And they're just gone. And that's what she did. You know, she's like, okay, if like 13 out of 15 people or whatever in the house are telling me that this person's a problem, I'm going to believe them. And I'm not going to let this person tell me that they're not a problem. And that usually the issues stem from someone just being like, well, I'm just going to hear that. You know, it's like the whole like Luke thing with Hannah's season where it's like everyone's telling you that Luke sucks. Get rid of him. Don't be confused. You know, mm-hmm. um, just get rid of him. We're all telling you he sucks. I don't know. Yeah. So that was cool. She got rid of him fast. And I was like, oh, so proud of you. Um, 
And uh, then they, so then they cut back to, or then they cut to Hannah, Anne, and Madison, and we get a quarantine update from them on this episode. And I saw some meme that was like the face of two girls who are free from Barb and Peter. (laughs) And just all smiles. (laughs) Dude, Hannah Ann gives the best face still. Like her reactions are so transparent. Oh, yeah. They're they're really funny. Like when Madison. So Madison's trying to be all like diplomatic, you know, like. Oh no, this doesn't bother me in the slightest. Like I'm totally I have, fine. <laughs> I have no bad blood with with her at all. And Hannah Ann just goes like, "What the fuck?" Like her face is just like, "Uh huh." Well, yeah, Harrison right. reacts to. He's just like, "So nothing, huh?" That doesn't seem accurate. <laughs> and she's no, like, really? well, like her- I cried a lot. I mean, I did cry a lot. That's the thing that happened." Um. Yeah, so, like, yeah, that was pretty funny. She was just like, no, I mean, it's fine. I cried, but I'm fine. Um, And Hannah Ann's just like, yeah, we both dodged a bullet, so it's good. Uh, (laughs) And, you know, they're both, um, what did Hannah Ann say? My DMs are open. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's not a thing you should say on television, by the way. (laughs) Dude, no. She asked for it. But I love, like... She's, I never thought I was going to like her. And now I just think she is absolutely the shit, you know? And she's just like, my DMs are open. And, you know, like, (laughs) I'm, I'm on the prowl. I'm not closing my options to anyone. And I'm like, good for you, Hannah Ann. You're so funny. (laughs) Um, But yeah, they both seem to be doing fine. Now I'm hearing a little rumor and a little buzz. And like, this is a conspiracy theory. This has no bearing on real life. I just want to make that clear. Mm -hmm. Um, So um, Colton Underwood posted um, like a picture of himself drinking coffee and, and whatever, you know, something about God, whatever. And Maddie posted on it and she was like, so good. Um, and everybody's like, oh. And then Maddie posted something on her. I'm trying to find it. She posted something on her Instagram. It was like a video um, about the Lord. And Colton posted a response. Amen. So now people are like shipping them. Yeah, they're banging. Doesn't doesn't he have like he has like a, a a web show or a podcast that's called like Coffee with Colton? Isn't that his show? So wouldn't it just be oh, a reference to that? I don't know. Yeah, I, well, he's drinking out of his coffee cup. Well, he he's he's talking about God and stuff. Uh, um, boring. I don't know. I, I think th- yeah, whatever you know. But I think the two of them, uh, yeah, definitely have a lot in common. I feel like that pairing makes sense. I you know, but he just yeah. broke up with Cassie not that long ago. I don't think he's the type that would necessarily shoot for that right away. Um, mm-hmm. But it looks like he's got a lot of um, hmm. He's got a lot of really interesting <laughs> Instagram posts where people are very confused about what it is he actually supports, which is such a Colton thing, too. Oh, extremely um, Colton, yeah. 
Yeah, because someone was like, because he he posted some stuff in the last couple weeks, and then someone was like, "Well, you you follow Tommy Laren on Instagram. Do you really <laughs> like? Do you believe in what she has to say, or do you believe in what you're posting right now?" I just have to um, get information from every side. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, it, he also follows Candace Owens. I mean, what else do you need to know? Um, yeah. Uh, so they, t- they probably deserve each other. They're probably pretty, you know, performative and <laughs> deserve each other. Yeah. Um, but anyway, blah, blah, blah. That's outside of the point. They, Hannah Ann and Madison both seem very happy to be away from Barb and Peter and they're better for it. And, you know, uh, so. good for, good for Kelly putting up with all that stuff. Um, let's see. So then the whole like second part of this episode is really kind of boring because it's really just about Sean and Nick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's it. It's really weird the way they frame it because I mean, this is ostensibly Caitlin's season, but really it turns into the Sean and Nick show. Uh, and then all the weird slut shaming stuff that kind of went on at the time. And there's, there's still some residual issues about that, that are just, gross and obviously the bachelor is still as puritanical as ever you can only bang in the designated bang area during the designated bang time apparently right and then they brought on deanna which is like that's a blast from the past you know to basically just be like uh yeah i don't know i people keep asking me and it's like from a really long time ago you know uh, people keep asking me like what happened in the fantasy suite and it's none of their business. It's like, they're still on that. They're still on that. Get mm-hmm. them out of your life. What the fuck? Yeah. I mean, they're super still weird. asking you that. Yeah. So strange. Um, but yeah, so it's basically like, yeah, they, they, they edited this so weird because um, Nick came in and like episode four or whatever, but because of the way this was shot or the way that they edited this episode, it was like, he didn't come on until later. And then, oh, but by the way, it was episode four. And so they showed her progression with all of these men in different states of dates. But then also what happened with Nick came in afterwards. It was just really weird. Um, and so we knew that they, so he had come on like a date where they were doing like a a rap battle or something. <laughs> Or a comedy yeah. club thing. I don't know. Some some performance thing. And so he came up at the end and, and she was like, oh, my God, it's Nick. And she was like, oh, so can are you going to stay? And he's like, I don't think it's up to me. She's like, is it up to me? Can I have you stay? And um, and then they're like, well, we're going to drop this bombshell on you and make you feel differently about the entire season. Of yeah, while the producers are journey. salivating. <laughs> Yeah, you can't wait. Guess what? You're going to find out. And we're going to bring on Nick and he's going to explain everything. And he's just like, we sent emails to each other. What? Like, I there was nothing shocking about this. Like, nothing. Um, okay, you guys sent emails to each other like other people do on the show. And he's like, and I told her I was going to send her emails during the show. And then I realized I should probably... Uh, I would regret it if I didn't come on the show. And it's like, it doesn't make me think differently about anything. That's what I figured was happening. Yeah. And I don't feel like any of this is new information. Was there anything I was missing? Did you feel like you got new information from Nick? I don't feel like I did. The only information that we were given 
that could be construed as new is like the shitty fucking love poems or whatever. And then well, he's like, they were just emails. They were emails. (laughs) Yeah. Romantic emails. Okay. And then the weird thing where Caitlin was on like the tonight show or something. And then he's just like, yeah. And then she gave me the signal to let me know she was thinking about me or something. It's like, oh my God. Who fucking Yeah, cares? I was like, this is stupid. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I definitely don't care. Um, so that whole thing was really, yeah, just strange and uh, not interesting. And I don't care. Uh, <laughs> so, but you know, good, good for him for thinking that he was saying something that was just truly revolutionary. And how would we ever, I don't know. Um, yeah, that whole thing makes me tired and I don't really get it. And, but he thought that this was just really like, they're never going to believe they're never going to believe that this happened this way. Um, but sure I do. You're a horn dog and you just wanted to come on the show and get famous again. And you were interested in her and I don't know, you emailed the way that everybody does. I don't know. Nothing yeah. about this was shocking is my no. point. And I really don't get why they made such a big deal out of it because it just didn't seem like a big deal to me. So that's that's all I have to say about that part because it, mm-hmm. it still continues to not make sense to me. And that's why I just keep babbling about it because I'm like, I don't, I'm trying to make sense of it. Um, this is part of the, but- the long process of, trying to rehabilitate the image of Nick Vile. <laughs> and it's just, it's not going to happen. Like it, you know, like he can stay on halo top commercials. Cause I think that's kind of funny. And that, that honestly doesn't bother me, yeah. but like he could just stay off of everything else. Like <laughs> he can just go away from every other thing and that would be great. And I would be fine with it. And I just like, don't get why he, needs to keep being on my TV. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, with Nick Vile, uh, the, the ultimate thing with him is whether you think he's a good person or a bad person, he is hyper aware of the fame that he has received from being on The Bachelor. And he is constantly trying to leverage that fame into you know, something longer than his 15 minutes. So he can just be the guy that was famous for being on The Bachelor for as long as humanly possible. And that manifests yeah. way itself in, in ways that are often nefarious or seem hyper transparent. I don't know if you've ever listened to his podcast, but he tries no. to be like cool and down to earth and progressive. And I've changed so much. It's just like, man, you just you still sound pretty douchey to me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like, have you? I don't know. I don't feel like he's changed that much. I just feel like he's gotten like a better PR team. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, I don't think that has anything to do with, like, him as a person. I think that has to do with, like, the people he's paying to be around him. Um, But anyway, maybe I just hate him because he's from here and I just want him to go away forever. Um, Yeah, I, I think that I, that doesn't help either. <laughs> I don't, you know, it's interesting. I don't know if I know anybody who knows him. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't, and I should, and that's the weird thing. But maybe I do, and they're just embarrassed, and they just like don't want to talk about it. I've Which seen him before. Be he like uh, around these parts. Yeah, yeah, like bars on Water Street. He'll pop up oh, on occasion. Really? Yeah, 
uh, a friend of a friend posted a picture with him at some bar in Shorewood. I yeah, I don't know. Wow. So he occasionally pops up in Milwaukee, probably not so much anymore, but certainly uh, when we were in peak Nick Vile times, uh, he was he was making his, his presence known. Weird. It's so weird. Like, just go away. Anyway, um, well, that's enough about Nick. But I mean, it was interesting to see like Nick and Sean to watch that conflict again, because um, Sean was like very not OK with Nick. Our our basement, our well, our dress barn. Um, Ryan Gosling was just like <laughs> dress not barn happy. Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Thank you. I love that. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, he was just like not happy with everything that was going on with Nick, and it was interesting to see their conflict. But because now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like I got this information right that. Um, that he, that Sean was kind of like a jealous dude. Oh, um, yeah. And that, that yeah. ended up uh, causing a lot of trouble in their relationship. And like, it's why they're not together, because he was like pretty insecure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's um, something that he yeah. certainly showed on on this Caitlyn season, too, where they had all these talks about like, oh, our connection's so strong. And he's just like, yeah, but I just I might shut down if if. Nick sticks around because I just can't be open with you. Like these weird, like vague emotional threats. Like, shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> yeah. And she's just like, I told you that that doesn't change anything. So, like, be cool. Like, this is how the show works. And he was not having it. But it's interesting to like watch her season back for another reason. And that's because, like, you could tell she was, she did really like Jared um, and find him very endearing. And he made it pretty far. Um, and like her new boyfriend, Jason, is a lot like Jared. Mm-hmm. Like well, I, I think the that. two of them are very, very similar. Like kind of like cheesy, you know, like sweet dorks, you know. Yeah. And I, I was surprised when I found out that they were dating. I was like, I don't really get it. And then watching this season back, I was like, oh, I totally get it why she yeah. likes him because the two of them have that same kind of chemistry that she had with Jared. Um, and, you know, and I think it's really sweet. Like, I, yeah, I don't really listen to a lot of their podcasts. Maybe I should. Um, but I think it's really sweet that when he said, when he came on her show, like he was excited about it. And then he said to a, like his friend, like, oh, yeah, I just talked to my future wife. I think that's very adorable. <laughs> um, and they do seem like legit cute together and they seem like they get along really well. So I guess it worked out for her, you know, in the long run. She ended up with someone who was like a better fit for her than Sean and a oh, way sure. better dude than Nick. So. Yeah. Like, yeah. So she wins. <laughs> she does. I don't know uh, what Sean's up to this day these days. I haven't looked into him at all. Yeah, he's he's not doing much. I mean, obviously they broke up because well, when when Nick Vile became the bachelor, uh Sean was so mad that he like th- like that alone just him being on that show, like I guess that caused a lot of friction between him and Caitlin because he was jealous for some reason because he was on the show i i have no idea he's he's got some shit he's gonna work real that happened that's a thing that happened yeah so that was a thing and yeah it's just like 
these guys, obviously, they're they're trying to be on their best behavior, but when they're put under these high pressure situations, it's amazing how quickly they just totally show their ass. You know, like I'm thinking about uh, Ian, the guy that that quit after Nick joined. And how he's just like, well, I gotta, I gotta have a real frank conversation with, uh, with Caitlin. Oh, gonna... yeah, I was gonna bring up Ian. Yeah, yeah. It's like, dude, no. It's like your ability to have an honest conversation with someone is as shitty as your hairline. Like, shut the fuck up. You're just, you're terrible, dude. He was so insecure. I couldn't believe how insecure he was. Where he was just like, well, like, and he's like calling her surface level. Like, I just think you're surface level and I just don't think that this makes sense. It's like, whoa, what? Like, do you yeah. do you really think that that's going to get you anywhere to say that? Like, obviously, you just want off the show if you're just mm-hmm. going to say that. But do you think that's going to make you look good? Do you think you're oh, like all projection here? Like all projection. Yeah. I was and just a like, hot wow. tip I would say is anytime you're talking to someone, you meet someone for the first time and they won't stop talking about how deep they are. And how they're looking for a person who's as deep as they are. That just means that they're narcissistic morons. So, yeah. It's about oh, it. totally. Yeah. I've I've had that experience. Uh, uh, I, I don't even want to tell you how many times I've had that experience. But I've had that experience where I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, wow. Like, really? You're d- cool. Like, I feel like I'm also deep. But for some reason, I don't talk about it the way you do. But this is probably fine. Um, and then, yeah, I get to know them and I'm like, oh, you just care about like, I don't know, like saying references that people won't get. Cause you think that that like makes you really evolved, you know, so and, cool. Yeah, it was funny. I, um, <laughs> I we're rewatching crazy ex-girlfriend right now. Well, I'm rewatching it. Um, my boyfriend's watching it for the first time and he is really enjoying it, which is great. Cause it's nice. like one of those things where it's like, if you want to be with me, you better like the show because this is basically me in a show. And, uh, if you don't like the show, I don't, I don't know if we can make it. And, uh, there, there was a part in an episode where like the main character, uh, was like, I have multiple degrees. I don't have time for this. And I'm like, God, I feel that on so many levels. <laughs> <laughs> like, I do not have time for this. I have multiple degrees. Like, why am I dealing with male fuckery? Like, I just, I should not be doing that because I just do not <laughs> have time for this. And while we were watching it last night, I was like, I'm like, wow, I should have, I, there's so many situations where I should have said that to somebody. <laughs> and it's like to the people who are like fake deep and they oh, waste yeah. your time. And it's like, wait, I'm a smart human and I have multiple degrees and I should not be dealing with you being a shithead and yeah, I should just not be. worth your time. Um, yeah, that guy was like that, that like fragrance dude. Um, what was oh, his name? Yeah. John what? Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, he was on uh, the same season as Will's. Like they, they both had their big moment where they were trying to like, uh, you know, show their worth or whatever. And that was his thing. I have made you a perfume. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. But but he was like super phony, like, because wasn't it that like, didn't he tell her that he loved her or something? Oh, yeah. And then she was like, how? And he was like, uh, what? Anyway, uh, uh, I didn't think through this. (laughs) I thought, yeah, Yeah. he he did the thing where he said that because that's what he thought she wanted to hear. And then was just like, oh, Becca, I don't actually know what to say to you. Um, I didn't expect you to react this way. And now I have nothing because- I am a husk yeah, of a human. And now, 
It's like, uh, you should probably go because you're fake deep. Okay, bye. (laughs) (laughs) That was so weird. It was like the weirdest flex and it just so did not work. And yeah, anyway. So yeah, Caitlin's season, ultimately, I wanted it to be so much more for her and it was uh, relatively disappointing. But she ended up okay in the end. She's with a, that's like my, one of my mom's favorite guys was, was Jason. And I like, I don't Mm -hmm. know, like, not for me. But, uh, but sure. sure, you know, he seems, he's a nice dude and he is, as far as I can tell, he's like very like friendly, has healthy relationships with people, uh, seems to have a good head on his shoulders. So, you know, yeah. good for him. He was a little too cheesy for my taste, but I get I it. Can't, I can't get past the widow's peak. That's, it, yeah, I know. Too, too Eddie Munster. Maybe one day. He's a good person. Too I'm sorry. Eddie. No, he seems like, yeah, he seems like a very, like, sweet, good dude. And he's got, he's, like, part of one of the, like, you know, like, guy groups. And, you know, he's very tight-knit with people in Bachelor Nation. And he just seems to be universally well-liked. One other thing I wanted to bring up about this episode, it was really interesting to see Jared and Ashley on the show, now married and getting interviewed. And Jared just constantly, like, looking over to Ashley to figure out what it is he could and couldn't say <laughs> was very exhausting. Oh, yeah. And he, he just, she, she just kept being like, babe, it's okay. It's okay. And it's like, oh my God, as soon as they got off camera, you know, she was like, well, why did you say that? And why did you say that? And I was like, oh, oh he totally got yelled at for sure. I can. Oh yeah. I could feel it like through the screen. And I was just like, I'm sorry, Jared, <laughs> you're going to get it. Um, but it was interesting because, like, you compare that to, like, because, like, I just looked at some of Sean's tweets. Um, like, there was, like, a screenshot of his live tweets from when his season with Catherine aired. And they were really funny. Like, you can tell, like, she doesn't really, you know, she doesn't really care. It's like, what, they got, like, three kids. Like, obviously, she doesn't give a shit. But, um, yeah. and she won and whatever. But he said something like, um, I'm learning that it was seven years ago isn't a good defense for anything and like it was just a (laughs) a bunch of funny stuff like that like so far Catherine hasn't stabbed me so we're doing okay and I was just like you can tell that like he was joking and you know she didn't really want to like stab him or whatever but with with the Jared and Ashley thing you're like ooh, I don't think that this stuff is a joke I think that she might be really upset about some of this stuff (laughs) So we'll see how they end up. I mean, their whole relationship, I feel like someone should just, they should just do an episode about Jared and Ashley's up and down relationship and just all the times that Ashley cried over it. Mm -hmm. Because that that she still was, yeah, that she still was like, yeah, I'll take him back and I'll, it's like, wouldn't you forever feel the way that she clearly feels, which is insecure about the relationship if it started off that way of with him being like i'm just not that into you like (laughs) i don't feel like i'd ever feel comfortable in that scenario i don't know no i i can't imagine i would either that's no (laughs) absolutely not like i was one of your last choices but yes i'll marry you (laughs) no why not Um, i'm sure i'm sure a lot happened off camera she really i mean she really put in the work i'll give her i'll give her credit for that she really put in the time uh, but anyway, so <laughs> what an interesting episode. Not really. Oh, uh, and one last thing. Uh, uh, Caitlin's going to be on Dancing with the Stars, and apparently it is the most exciting thing to her in the world. 
Oh, she's she's a she's a dance instructor, isn't she? Isn't that what she does? Like professionally? Yeah, that doesn't surprise. Yeah, I think she does do something with dance. It doesn't surprise me. I thought she also did something with hair, though. That's possible too. I just I always get confused because there's a lot of dance instructors, a lot of hair people that end up on the show. Just like with the men, they're always, you know, well they're unemployed, but they call themselves like personal trainers, <laughs> just because they have muscles and no job. <laughs> Right. Yeah. But I thought because because remember, someone was like, aren't you a barber? And she was like, uh, uh, yeah, like <laughs> a barber. Yeah. Yeah. I thought she was a hairstylist. Yeah. That's possible. Um, That's possible. Either way, she was very exciting. This is this is the next step. Like when you want your 16th minute of fame after your 15 minutes, you go on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. And I think she'll do she'll do a good job with it. You oh, know? for sure. Like, for sure. I I think some people kind of, you know, like Nick, um, I mean, he made it pretty far, which is still shocking. But um, the only reason I watched the season with Nick as well was because Erica Jane was on that season. I never watched Dancing with the Stars. I un- regrettably, I think I would rewatch. I, I watched some of Donald Driver's stuff and I <laughs> wish I had watched more of it because he won. And that's so cool. And like Donald Driver will always be cool to me. Um, but the only season I ever watched was because Erica Jane was on it. And then when she got cut, I stopped watching. But I know Nick made it pretty far, didn't he? Yeah, he did really well. I I don't follow Dancing with the Stars because I'm not over the age of 65. So uh, it doesn't Correct. really appeal yeah, to me. Exactly. But, you know, you just when you're when you have terminal reality brain where you're just watching all the things in, in the broader yes. reality TV show universe, you hear some things, you know, some things. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with it, too. Well, and it's funny because my parents, so my parents are uh, over 65, but they're like, uh, why wouldn't you watch So You Think You Can Dance? It's clearly the better dance show. <laughs> um, and they're right. I mean, that show is better in every single way. Uh, so they're totally right. But they're like, they're very snobby. They're like, we watch The Voice, okay? Because uh, it's Premier better. reality watch, TV. So you, th- <laughs> <laughs> so you think you can dance because it's better. And I'm like, I just watch... Uh, trash women talk about you know the fights that they're having on TV or whatever that's okay yeah. you guys don't watch that I, I want real housewives in New York all the time I just want old garbage ladies screaming at each other over things I could never comprehend love that that's what I live for yeah that's that's really my lane um, but anyway <laughs> next week we're going to be covering Ben Higgins right it's his season next I that think. is correct. I believe I believe that's right. And then we got we got Juan Pablo coming up at some point, which I am very oh excited my for. God. It's not gonna be okay. It's not oh, I did think it was interesting too. I keep forgetting things and then they pop into my brain. I did think it was interesting as well that Nick uh on on the season, on Caitlin's season, Nick brings up that he met up with Andy in Chicago. And I had just read about that in Andy's book. So everything mm. he said was totally true. Like they met yeah. up, they buried the hatchet. That's all it was. Um, and that, according to her, same thing. So um, another reason why Nick is slightly better than Josh. <laughs> okay, he's a lot better than Josh, but I still don't <laughs> like him. Uh, and with that, uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Make sure you stay safe and take care of each other. And if it's storming by you, um, Don't get struck by lightning. Okay. Bye. Bye.